0: More and more today, uh, entrepreneurs are coming from all different places. Oh yeah. We know that, geographically from all different places. Uh, Different gender, different race, different everything. I'm trying to find um, some sort of relationship, some sort of common ground.
1: In today's segment, we'll be discussing how venture capitalists can form and maintain a strong relationship with their startup founders. One of the things that I found like really cool about your questioning when you meet in uh, founders for the first time and you're you know thinking about whether you want to invest in them, you seem to focus a lot on the dynamics of their family. Where like, what's yeah. their relationship like with their parents or their siblings? And I I was curious like. What are you trying to like get out of them or like what, what is the thing you're looking for when you try to understand their dynamics?
0: Well, first of all, I mean, I'm not trying to scare anybody like, and also I don't have the right to ask them these, these, I don't, not trying to pry into your family life. For sure. It's it's,
1: sorry about that. No, no,
0: not at all. I'm saying like, I I don't want a founder to come and go, Oh my God, he's going to ask me about my mother. Right. That's not the, that's not the point. The, the the point is I'm just trying to understand a little bit about who the hell you are. Mm. Like you can't, it, you walk in and um, we're meeting for the first time and I've seen your deck and I got introduced by you to, to this person. It's like, and in five minutes in, you're just looking at a deck. It's like, what, <laughs> what, who are you? Like, and, and I won't find out in an hour, of course, but yeah. it'd be nice to have some sort of discourse. Yeah. And it could be about anything. And I'm not trying to find out what your political affiliation is or, Other stuff It's just kind of like, what, how'd you get here? How did you get to my office or how did I get to your office to use an old phrase? (laughs) You You know, how did I get in front of you? How'd this happen? And so I love to hear the story and weave in and I will find, this is, where this might be an advantage for me when I'm trying to win deals or something, I'm going to find some common ground. Mm. And so that's really what I'm looking for because now more and more today, entrepreneurs are coming from all different places, geographically from all different places, different gender, different race, different everything, different political background. There's a lot of different areas to come from in such a short period of time. And we're being asked to... A, just give you money and set up this relationship. I'm trying to find um, some sort of relationship, some sort of common ground. I mean, for example, we we want a deal in Louisiana. We we want a deal, just to give you go back to your yeah. point, we have this great company called Gilded.Finance, which is a Web3 company, which is based out of New Orleans. We have never looked at a deal in Louisiana. We've never been in New Orleans. Um, and... I'm telling you, when I told him, I'm like, you know, I used to live in Lafayette, he's like, what? What? <laughs> you know, for, for, an hour, for an hour, I could talk to this kid about, I shouldn't call him a kid, but he, but he knows what I mean. We talked about Louisiana and, like, how I used to go into New Orleans with my dad to go to the New Orleans Saints games. And we used to wear their bags over their heads. They were so bad. And we'd go water skiing in the Lake Pontchartrain, and we were afraid of the water moccasins. Mm. I'm telling you, that guy was like, I don't think I've met another VC that could talk to me about Lafayette or New Orleans. Now, that was just lucky. But I wouldn't have known had I not gotten yeah. into it. Like, like let's have this conversation about who you are and what drives you and, you know, things like that.
1: Well, it also sounds, too, like, because you had such an open mind around, like, hanging out with different families and being sort of around that, like, you had lots of experiences growing up. And then now later on, you're able to, like, relate those back to people yeah. that are going through similar things yep. and being able to connect with some. I mean, you don't have that many meetings to, like, really build a bond. so. I also it's kind of a weird concept that once you like agree to work with these founders it's not like a one week or two week relationship it's almost a decade yeah. in some cases that you you know are are like focused on that relationship if not more.
0: Yeah, and we have um I mean you can talk to Jim as well at some point or even Brett Brewer, I know you talked to him recently. You know when you've been around for a while you you these founders like Brett and I invested in a company called lettuce in 2012 Mm -hmm. which is rod mobram yeah yeah he's about to have a baby he's gotten married he's met a girl he's gotten married he's about to have a baby he's bought a house since i've known him right like that's like the 20th founder that's gone through this the amount of (laughs) the amount of kids that have come since
1: (laughs) uncle mark uh, is like well
0: true (laughs) since i've met them so i've really watched you know these 25 year olds grow into 40 year olds 35 year olds 32 year they've really grown through ups and downs in their lives both being a founder as well as a family person or whatever's going on their life doesn't have to be family but i mean i've seen all these people more than i saw the see the friends i grew up with anymore yeah of course and so you you know you you, it, it would be weird not to have some sort of personal relationship with some of these founders who you've been working with
1: for years. You have like a, like bonfire fuel core principles, core values. Like I'm jumping a little bit ahead Mm -hmm. here, but one of the, one of like the core values that you wrote down is we are always honest, whether you like it or not. And I, (laughs) I like loved that saying, you know, how are you able to differentiate between like, Hey, like we're friends or I'm colleagues, like we're partners and like, Hey, things aren't going well and I've got like my own fiduciary duties or whatever. Uh, how, like, how do you navigate that when you're already such a people person? And like, you obviously like to like have strong relationships. Doesn't that get hard sometimes to differentiate the two?
0: Every company has its moments for mm. sure. Um, and some never make it like, you know, like we lose companies and, and I will tell you that in certain cases, we don't have relationships with the founders anymore. Mm. And so that's mm-hmm. maybe us or maybe them. I don't know. But um, <laughs> some of it has a lot to do with experience. We've just been around. We've dealt with so many, m- so many founders of many different types from many different places. I was talking about you mm-hmm. just have some, some. You you develop a toolbox, right? You've developed tools to motivate at the right time, to be frustrated with at the right time, to yell at at the right time. Yelling is not one of our strong points, (laughs) but sternness may come across Mm -hmm. for me to cry with. We really are psychologists in some ways and just mentors and at the same time, shoulders to be with, right? And so as long as you're providing that group of tools, that set of tools, Mm -hmm. um, It allows you to do it in an honest way. Meaning, (laughs) I don't want to pick on companies, but I give you examples of everything, right? Yeah, yeah. And I love all these guys. And you know, there's situations where, look, you're all excited. I get it. You did this this quarter. I get it. This is the first out of eight quarters that you actually hit your numbers. Let's just be honest here. You know, like, Mm, mm -hmm. okay, I I love you for what you've just done. We really worked hard but well, let's let's keep going let's put the gas down because you need to continue to to do this right now imagine if, it, if they hadn't done that quarter i'd been saying for seven quarters working just as hard helping just as much you got to you got to make it like you can't keep telling me the wrong the number that doesn't work yeah so that's the honesty part that comes up yeah. without being mean and and if you do it the right way the founder she should be going You're right. Kind
1: of right. Yeah. You're right.
0: And I appreciate it. And you often hear, we often hear this when you, founders do really like to be told yes or no. Um, But the no part when you turn down deals, which all VCs do all the time, Mm -hmm. um, really does matter. You just make, think of anything you're doing of yourself. Think if you're having a birthday party. Yeah. And you're having 10 people and, you know, nine people say yes or no. And that 10th just won't let you know. It's just not, it's not honest. It's not like fair. Um And so if that 10th person tells you no, you, you're like, okay, thanks. Thanks for letting me know. It's just, And so that's back to just having the tool set and the experience. Mm-hmm. And basically, you know, we're just humans too, right? I mean, VCs, yeah. I came at VC as an outsider and I like to play the outsider VC card, to be honest. You know, like I didn't, I didn't get into VC because I always wanted FinTech to be venture capital. Yeah, right. There are... A lot of, a lot of great actors in the business there' are a lot of bad actors, there, there are fewer bad actors. There are fewer bad actors in every business. So it's not a picking on venture capital. But they you know I think there are I've, I've been surprised there are some well-known venture capitalists that I've, who I read about when I first started and had a negative impression of and now know them and have a very positive impression. Mm. So there's just kind of this shield that VC's put on. I think which is kind of normal because we're always saying no. Yeah, <laughs> you have to say no and you're you're trying to and then you always have to be on with all of your other founders. So I think there's some there's some humanness to to venture capitalists and so why I think that at least for now Bonfire is having a very positive run is because Jim and I and Brett in particular um we have a ton of experience like and our experiences are real in terms of investment structure how to set up your sales compensation plan how to go to market how to interview somebody all that stuff's real but um we also have life experience the
1: soft skills that like you can't necessarily like wrap your hands around yeah
0: and so that's something to to that we think we're doing pretty well. I, I, I guarantee you can find a founder that maybe thought I was a jerk at one point. <laughs> that, that's fine. Um, but I wasn't trying to be. You know, if, if, if I'm a jerk to you, it's because it's, 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 it's over. <laughs> right? It's because it's over. We have this thing that keeps happening with us, which is great, which is very often we get feedback from founders, whether we invest in them or not, that you guys are different. And sometimes we're like, is that good or bad? You know? Like yeah. That. And it's 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 what they say is the way you guys ask questions, the way you respect the founder, the way you um, dig deep in trying to understand certain things. The, you know, just just ask questions that that have never been asked before. And we're we're a little bit, you know, that's how I get a little bit down on the VC. Industry. I'm like, what do you get? Anybody doing due diligence? You know, I know who the good ones are, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying, like. Why why don't people ask those questions? And I think that um, we appreciate getting that type of feedback, which just just kind of makes us think that we're we're generating relationship with the founders in our question and answer process. That's different than they're getting from most VCs.
1: Is it because of those reps and that experience, or do you think that like that's you know part of just what makes you special? You know, one of the questions that I ask or will ask later on, but I could bring up to the the front right now is I was recently having a conversation with a founder friend and he was talking to me about this concept of uh, your geniuses versus your excellences and that very high performing, you know, people have lots of excellences across the board, but there's very few geniuses that like Mm. really make you special. What do you think are your geniuses?
0: (laughs) Maybe not me, but I think that I would, I would. And when I add Tyler and Jen into the, the equation, um, who also, you know, they're completely different from the perspective of what their backgrounds are and how they don't mesh with ours from the perspective of relationships. Mm. So, so when we went out to hire our two principals, it was, I want somebody that we don't know. Why?
1: I, what was the, like, what I was don't the need logic
0: to, I, I have a huge network. So does Jim and Brett. Like they don't need to cross over. I don't want to, if I, if I hire Jen, and we have four hundred of the same LinkedIn. What does that do for us as a team, as a as a relationship for the you know for networking? Yeah, and and, and so uh, I didn't want to have any um, relationship because that's how you don't diversify, right? Like for sure, I have plenty of people that wanted to work for Bonfire that we already knew.
1: Isn't there something to be said about like when you know people? There's like a trust or a speed. You know, Joel and I have known each yeah. other now for fifteen yeah. years, and like I'm not saying that that's the right way at all. Is, is there, no, like, do you not worry that you lose anything yeah. not having that? Well, Obviously the well, network makes it is
0: a big, one, it is one risky way to go about it. Now, of course, uh, with Tyler and specifically, he he applied for an internship and that's how we got to know him. So I got to, I got to know him from working, with him working mm-hmm. for us. And then Jen was highly recommended to us by several of my buddies in LA, like uh-huh. Marlon and Austin. I'm an investor in both their funds. Like there's a lot of, there was a lot of DNA touching her um, from relationships of mine. So there was a lot of trust in terms of uh, her reputation and uh, before I ever got to meet her. And so that's helpful. But we don't have any crossover. Like, you know, she went, she, her colleges, her LinkedIn, et cetera, we just didn't have any crossovers. So yeah. the point was is that we were trying to add um, um, different opinions, different ways to look at things into our group. Um, because if you just let me, Jim and Brett, who are very different people, dominate a phone call or dominate a presentation, you know, what will we'll
1: work as a unit together yeah, yeah. and not and have like yeah. an outside perspective. Yeah. To like so,
0: like so we want to have an outside, out, a different perspective, it's different, not an outside, right, right. it's just different how to, you know, and so they both worked, um, at CAA, uh, which is strange, uh, Tyler and Jen still they, very
1: like people yeah, they oriented. Were,
0: they were both, um, you know, out of college assistants, which if you've heard of anybody that uh, they, they them work them to
1: death. Yes. Yes.
0: Which I loved. <laughs> as a as a former investment banker, like I want people to i want to know that they had to work hard at something yeah uh, mm-hmm. and whether they liked it or not, and most of them don't mm-hmm. right so they really had to work hard, they really had to check their egos you know to get through the c a pro- sure. the c a program so that proved a lot to me in terms of what their you know the basic skill set and ability mm-hmm. to work hard was, and then they went to different parts of the country for school um they focused on different things uh One's a man, one's a woman. Like you know, there's a lot of different outlooks and opinions yeah. coming from that team, and that really helped um, uh, diversify our opinions as a five-person team. And so, when you start to throw that five-person team onto a founder, we hope that that founder is getting some sort of differentiation
1: for sure. And it feels like a more complete yep. package, and not just like yep. you know one dominant kind of voice coming through. Stick around for the next segment where Mark chats about the origin of Mole Capital, Double M Partners, and Bonfire Ventures. He also shares investment strategies for a successful venture fund. Hope to see you there.